Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. One of the most important decisions you can make in the context of estate planning is who your executor should be. In considering the choice, there are some things you should pay attention to. And to learn more, I'm with Brad Beasley, South Geldard Lawyers Principal. Brad, what is an executor? Yeah, hi, Dan. Thanks for asking that. That's um, uh, pretty important to understand what the person does uh, through the appointment in your will. And basically, they, um, the person you appoint, uh, they handle all of your affairs, personal or uh, business financial affairs, uh, through your estate administration. And the job uh, can be um, take some time, and it can be sometimes difficult. Uh, for example, if you own a property, um, as to whether or not it might get sold and then who inherits uh, proceeds of money. So there's a number of roles that the, the executor uh, has. That's, that's decisions uh, as well, like applying for a probate, proof of your will. But effectively, they're the, they're the person who have the power to deal with your estate. They must follow the directions in your will, can't make guesses, can't change your directions, um, or otherwise they'll be held accountable. Now, who can act as an executor? So anybody can act as an executor if in Australia over the age of 18 years. You've got to be um, a legal adult. Uh, obviously, they need the mental capacity to, to um, undertake the role. Uh, it, sometimes it's family. It might be a spouse, uh, an adult child. Um, an extended member of the family, a sibling, or even a parent, subject to age and capacity. Um, people appoint their friends, um, and that's because their family may be underage, or alternatively, they, they might not get along with their family. Uh, sometimes commercial clients um, or clients with the need to appoint a professional, uh, maybe an accountant or their lawyer, and then there's even uh, professional organisations that can take on the role, such as the public trust office or one of the um, professional trustee companies. Brad, is it the case that most people would just assume that, oh, look, you know, my oldest son, he's a, he's a pretty smart guy, or my oldest daughter, uh, now I should just appoint them? Is that how it normally sort of goes in your experience? Yeah, normally... Normally, the, the willmaker looks to who's closest to them, uh, who's trustworthy, and who's most capable. And lots of times in the mum and dad situation, that'll be their, their spouse. But if your spouse is aged or they're unwell, um, it could be your adult children. And if you have uh, more than one child, uh, the question is, do you appoint them all? How many do you appoint? Um, is there a particular order, etc. But at the end of the day, they've got to be trustworthy, able to do the job, and respect your wishes and follow them. If an executor is not um, doing those things, they can be removed, and uh, a court can appoint an alternate executor. 
Uh, and, and again, that can be one of those people I mentioned, family, friend, member, or professional advisor, etc. So that's normally who's appointed and the role they take. Now, is the person that is chosen to be the executor, are, are they obliged to take on that role? No, they're not. So, for instance, we'll have a client come to see us and they want to um, make a will or, or update a will. And it, because the role of executor is, it's very, very important, not quite as important as to who you leave your property to, but to have somebody um, that's trustworthy and capable is, is essential. So we strongly recommend to our clients that they actually ask the intended executor, are they prepared to do the job? And sometimes they, they might get a little bit of a surprise um, with the answer. It might be, uh, look, I'd love to, but um, for whatever reason, I can't. Um, my own circumstances won't allow it. I'm moving overseas and I haven't told you. Um, I might have some conflict with your adult children. So if it's out there early in the process that the, the will maker asks the executor, well, then in the event of a death, there should be no shock to the executor and, and um, unless something you know, major has happened to them in their life in the meantime, there should be no reason why they, they wouldn't then take on the role. Brad, you, you mentioned at the outset, you know, the onerous nature of this, uh, this role. Um, now, surely that in itself would uh, sort of impact, I suppose, on the, on the decision-making in terms of who, who your executor should be. Exactly. Um, we've had situations where adult children don't get along, so a willmaker appoints uh, maybe a brother or a sister or, or a trusted family friend. And then the potential um, disputes that occur between the adult children as the beneficiaries and the pressure that they can apply upon an executor, uh, it can be rather daunting. And most times when family and friends um, take on the role, they don't charge a fee. Mm -hmm. uh, it's generally only the professional trustee companies or, or the professional uh, advisors who may charge a fee. So you've got somebody uh, involved in a complicated estate. Um, there's disputes between the beneficiaries. They're not getting paid for it, and they're getting a lot of pressure. So it's um, it can be a very onerous job in in some circumstances. So the person who is the proposed executor, when when they're asked, they should in turn, uh, rather than maybe just blandly accept the appointment, um, should. Just inquire with the, the, the will maker as to what might be involved and is there likelihood of disputes. What about the you know the complex nature of the role itself? In so far as uh, you know the person's ability to you know get their get their head around so many moving parts in terms of the um, distribution of access assets etc. Consideration need to be made to that. Very much so because. The role of executor kicks in immediately upon the death of the willmaker, mm. and um, that can immediately go to things such as funeral arrangements. Um, for instance, if a burial or a cremation hasn't been specified, what happens if there's a dispute between the family about those sort of arrangements? So that's in the very, very early days. But then the role after that uh, will encompass 
uh, identifying all of all of the assets and liabilities. So you know what's in the estate and what's got to be dealt with. Potentially applying to the court for a grant of probate, which is um, uh, in sort of straightforward terms, it's proof of the will to ensure it is the latest will. It's not um, not subject to any uh, creditor claims, etc. That you're you're not aware of. But then it can get into things like preparation of tax returns. Now, um, obviously, some some people have got fairly uh, complicated um, financial affairs. They've got trusts involved. They've got superannuation funds involved, partnerships, and all of those entities need to be dealt with. And obviously, the um, the taxation side is generally a lot of liaison with accountants and lawyers if um, if those matters are uh, are in the estate. Uh, another instance of potential complication is uh, if the estate is subject to a legal claim, then it's the obligation upon the executor to um, uphold the will and even potentially defend that claim. And then it can go into um, acting as a, a mediator, mediator to resolve disputes between beneficiaries and then when you get towards the, the final uh, finalisation of the estate, it's distribution of assets and, and the proceeds in accordance with the willmaker's wishes. So it can be complex. It can involve lots of financial and, and legal matters. Um, hence, someone who's trustworthy and capable. Brad, I was just going to say that, you know, in those complex matters, is it your recommendation that perhaps somebody outside the family and perhaps even somebody that's got a professional qualification, be it be it a law firm, be it an accounting practice or whatever the case might be, should take on that role? Each, each person, each willmaker and each situation uh, need their own understanding. So, uh, there's been situations we've experienced that the adult children do not get along. Um, the parent doesn't, the surviving parent, last surviving parent, doesn't want to choose one child over the other. So they look to a completely independent third-party professional person whom they respect, knows capable, etc., and will amicably, or as far as possible, deal with the adult children. That's one instance. So the next instance is where, say, you've got those two adult children, uh, rather than not having them in the role as executor, you appoint the two adult children with a professional so that there's three, and then the, the professional basically acts as a referee, um, acts as the, the one to make the decision in the event of a dispute. Uh, it can be a situation where you might have um, one spouse heavily involved in businesses and trusts and partnerships and all sorts of structures, and the other spouse has their own career but not quite as involved in it. So sometimes um, the willmaker may appoint their, their spouse who's not quite as um, skilled in the, those trusts and um, partnership matters, and their accountant because the willmakers work closely with the accountants throughout their lifetime, you know, seeing them every quarter, financials, basses, all those sort of things to be done. So there are reasons for um, professionals and, and either be it uh, lawyers, accountants, trustee companies, etc., to be involved. There's a lot to it, isn't there? Oh, there, there sure is. And um, it's always um, regarded as 
something of an honour uh, that a willmaker asks a certain person to be an executor. But over the years, the number of times executors have expressed the sentiment that um, had I known what was involved or potentially involved, I might have reconsidered my decision. And as I say, because you don't get paid as a family member or a friend, it um, it can be stressful, uh, it can be burdensome uh, in the situations where um, uh, the beneficiaries don't get along. In other cases, the estate administration can be um, a lot smoother sailing. Um, the executor does a very good job, sometimes under guidance from their professionals, and um, they feel very fulfilled with having helped out a trusted family member or friend. Brad, thanks for joining me. Not a problem. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan, or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.